Thank you for listening to this message from Southridge Community Church, located in Clinton, New Jersey. We hope God speaks to you through this message today and that you find new ways to apply His Word to your life. Additional messages and more information can be found on southridgecc.org. So let's get started. We've been in a series called Jesus Continued. And this series has been in John chapter 14, 15, and some of 16. What we saw a little bit earlier in baptisms was the statement of people that they have trusted in Jesus Christ as their Savior. That rather than through their own efforts or through their own earnings, it's the work of Christ applied to them that makes them right with God. Sometimes at Southridge, we talk about a couple of terms that sort of encapsulates our lives as followers of Jesus or when we become a follower of Jesus and ongoing. And sometimes the first word we use is simply this justification. You might remember some of these words. We reviewed them all as a package maybe a year or so ago during our series on Romans. Justification is this, that through faith in Jesus We are declared righteous. That's a declaration. At the moment in time that we call out to Jesus and say, Jesus, I'm unable to bridge the gap of separation between myself and the Father in heaven. And so I trust in your death, your burial, your resurrection, your life. I entrust that to be brought to my account. That's the moment of justification. The scripture says this. It says, every one of us as human beings have fallen short of God's glory. Maybe that sounds harsh at some point, but that's actually an escalated view of what it means to be human. If you had a new car or if you purchased a new possession, if you got a new car, you would not want a scratch on that car. You would want every system on that car to work. Why? Because that's the kind of glory a new car should have. The paint job should be flawless. The equipment on the car should work perfectly. That's the standard we have for the glory of a new car. And friends, that's just a car. The message of scripture is that God created us as human beings and he created us for his glory. And so when scripture says we have fallen short of the glory of God, the message is that we've been created with the high and mighty purpose of belonging to God. For our hearts to be joined with his, for our lives to be encapsulated in his love. But the message of scripture is that because of our own sense of autonomy, our own sense of turning from God, we fall far short of that glorious standard. And if we hold a new car to that standard, it's just only conceivable and makes sense that the God of the universe would hold his creation to that standard. He would expect nothing, to expect something less would be demeaning. And so God says, man, you fall short of my glory. You don't love as I instructed you to love. You don't have joy in my presence as I expect you to have joy. All your systems are not working. Our hearts are filled with pride, independence, autonomy, all of those things. We fall far short of God's glory. And so at the moment of the cross, Jesus takes 
all of that stuff, all of our falling short on him. But when he's raised to life, he demonstrates that he has victory over all of that. That we can once more become the sons and daughters of God. That's justification. It's a declaration, not because of things that we have done, but because of what God has done. That is that the righteousness of Jesus is given to us. But most of our series in John 14 and 15 relates to this word sanctification. Sanctification is the ongoing process of living out who Christ has made us to be. Sanctification is through the Holy Spirit, we are being made righteous. That's the direction of our lives. That's the trajectory of where we are headed. When Jesus says this, In John chapter 15, he's talking about sanctification. He's talking about, okay, you're going to be made right through my death, burial, and resurrection. But even after I ascend into heaven, you're to continue to walk and remain in my truth. It's not just done the moment you embrace Jesus as your Savior, but that continues to permeate, infiltrate, and express itself through all of your life's actions. And so he says this in John chapter 15, verses 9 through 12. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now here's the word of of sanctification. doesn't occur in the text, but here's where sanctification shows up. Now remain in my love. That verb, as we looked at a number of weeks ago, it's it's a command. It's a commitment to a decisive and effective choice. Jesus is saying, hey, make this happen. Make this be the direction of your life. Remain in me. Let my truth abide in you. Let who I am infiltrate your life. He says, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. He says, part of this remaining idea is to keep my commands, to follow after me. We saw a number of people get baptized That's in response to a command of Jesus. Here's the deal, friends. Love without obedience is sentimentality. Obedience without love is legalism. Jesus says, love me and obey me. Obey my commands. Love is not just simply a sentiment. It's not just a feeling in our heart. Love without obedience, without concrete action, is just sentimentality. It's just feeling. And so those who you saw baptized were people who took a concrete step of action, of obedience in response to the love of Jesus. But obedience without love is just legalism. It's just jumping through a hoop. It's a religious obligation. It's just doing something out of duty. And so Jesus beautifully brings both of those together in our journey of sanctification. He says, your hearts are to focus on my love. My love is to remain in you. But that love also is to be expressed through obedience. He says, just if I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love, I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Jesus says, remain 
in me. You know, we talked the last several weeks about different ways of looking at that. And maybe here's just another idea because I think it's, it's critical to our process of sanctification. It's critical to the direction of our lives that we understand and dive deeply into this concept of remain. It's what the Christian life and growing in Christ is all about. Uh, yesterday, my family, actually some family members from Pennsylvania had a ga- Thanksgiving gathering yesterday. And so I drove out to Pennsylvania and we had a kind of a Thanksgiving dinner there. And my assignment was to bring green bean casserole. Any green bean casserole fans out here? Yeah, like, right? Like green bean casserole is, but, but here's the deal. Now, I just, I want you to be proud of me, okay? Um, so my assignment was to bring green bean casserole. But here's the deal, friends. I didn't just get a can of mushroom soup, I actually made green bean casserole from scratch. Yeah, wow, wow, ooh, wow. That's, seriously, man, like, wow. That's, so, you know, so, so here's the deal. You can read a recipe, and there's like some, some flour, there's some half, and, there's lots of half and half in that stuff. It's bad for you. There's lots of, there's some chicken broth, uh, diced up some onions, cut up some mushrooms. Actually, the sauce had some chopped up bacon in it as well. So all of that went into the cream of mushroom sauce that was part of the green bean casserole. Now, here's the deal. You can look at the whole list of ingredients, and it's just kind of like a mental thing. It's a list of ingredients. It's all compartmentalized. It's just data. It's just information. But when you actually eat it, you taste and see that it's good. (laughs) Like you experience it at another level. A list of ingredients is just a list of ingredients. But Jesus says, don't just be able to spout off information or data about me. Instead, remain in my love. Remain in me. May my truth, not just the ingredients, not just the information, may that actually form your life. May may that actually be the atmosphere in which you do life. May may you actually taste and see that I am good. May you not just spout off that, yes, through my death, people are forgiven, but may you know my forgiveness. May you not just spout off that through Jesus' resurrection, we have the righteousness of Christ applied to our life, but may you know that in your failures, where you don't measure up, may you know that the righteousness of Christ is deeply yours. May you have my peace. May you have my love. May my life come to full birth in you, not just as a list of ingredients or information, but may you taste and see that God is good. May you rest in knowing that my forgiveness belongs to you through Christ. May you understand the dynamic of what it means to be made right with God, not through your own efforts, but through my grace and mercy. Have you tasted and seen that God is good? Are you remaining in Christ? Do you simply do more than just know the data and know the information? But are you truly remaining in the beauty and the wonder and the reality and the truth? of who Jesus is. That's sanctification. 
Just one other piece of that that we sometimes mention, and it shows up actually at the beginning of John 14 in, in our passage. There's justification through faith in Jesus. We are declared righteous. That's God's declaration. Sanctification is through the Holy Spirit. We are being made righteous. That's the direction. That's the trajectory of our lives. Through glorification, when Christ returns, God will complete his righteous work in us. That's our destination. Remember in John chapter 14, Jesus looks at his disciples and he says, hey, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. And if I go, I'm going to come back and I'm going to receive you to myself so that you're going to be able to be fully present with me. In other words, guys, it's going to be hard. He mentions that. He mentions that in the verses that we looked at a couple of weeks ago. That, guys, the world is going to reject you. You're going to come upon hard times. But remember this, guys. He says to his disciples, I'm going to complete my work in you. You don't simply have to wrestle. You don't have to doubt. You don't have to fear. I will complete my good work. I will bring to fruition the beauty of who I'm creating you to be. You're going to fulfill my good purposes. That's glorification. There's justification. There's sanctification. There's glorification. When Christ returns, God will complete his righteous work in us. Friends, if you belong to Jesus, that's your destination. And so whatever space or season that you get into, don't let anything distract you from the fact that God will fulfill his purposes in you through the person of Christ Jesus. Maybe just bring a couple of those pieces together. You know, I don't know where you're at this morning, but, but one of those certainly applies to you. Maybe you really haven't embraced Jesus as your savior. Maybe you've been religious. Maybe you thought religion was a bunch of ritual and tradition or trying to do better. And maybe this morning, after hearing the stories, maybe you're to the point where you say, you know what? The only way that I can be made right is through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And you need to embrace the justification of God. Not because you're super religious, not because you're super moral, but because Jesus' righteousness is applied to you. You accept Jesus as the one who stands in your place to take your sin and give you the righteousness of God. And maybe, maybe what God's calling you to do this morning is just to embrace that as the gift from God. Maybe for others, we're in this process of sanctification and maybe you saw all those get baptized this morning. And maybe you've never even, maybe you haven't taken that step. Wouldn't it be amazing for you to take the concrete step of being baptized in obedience to Jesus? He says, yes, remain in my love. But love is more than just a sentiment. It's actually taking concrete steps of action in obedience to Jesus. And so... Maybe this morning saying, you know what? Next time there's understanding baptism, I've got to be part of that. Because Jesus says, those who love me are those who obey me. And you need to take a concrete step of action and obedience in response to Christ's love for you. Maybe for others of us, we just kind of like have the ingredients list of, you know, God's love, his mercy, his compassion, his truth, and it's just a list of ingredients. What would it look like for you to actually remain 
in the reality of that truth? What would it look like for you to taste and see that God is good? Do you truly rest in God's forgiveness or do you know about it? Do you truly rest in the righteousness of Christ applied to you or do you, or do you simply know that it exists? And so maybe for some of us, it's actually taking the list of ingredients and internalizing that. And we actually begin to take another step and remaining and abiding in Christ when his truth becomes real to our lives. Maybe some of us are discouraged and we need to remind ourselves that, you know what? When Christ returns, God will complete his good work. Like I may feel tired and weary and how am I going to cross the finish line? And maybe your encouragement this morning is simply this, that God will complete his good work in you through Christ Jesus. It will happen. It will happen. So with that in mind, let's take a moment and pray. And as we do that, I'll kind of walk you through these steps and invite you to take the step that that might be relevant for you. God, thank you for these moments. And for those who have not officially embraced Jesus as their Savior, maybe this is their moment. For them to say, I lay down my efforts, I lay down my rituals, I lay down my religious traditions. And I realize the only way that I can be made right with God is through Jesus Christ. If that's you, I'm just going to ask you to breathe a prayer to the God of heaven. Say, God, I realize I fall short of your glory. Thank you for Jesus who steps to this earth and takes on himself my separation and gives to me his righteousness. In that moment, you are justified. You're declared righteous. Father, for those of you, for those of us who have already embraced your gift, may we take additional steps of concrete obedience to your son, Jesus. Maybe that's baptism. Maybe that's serving others. But may in this moment we commit to taking a concrete step of obedience in response to your love. May we internalize, may we taste and see that you are good. May our knowledge about you not just be information and data, but may we rest in your grace. May your joy become complete in us because we've moved beyond information into remaining in you. And Father, for those of us who may be discouraged, may we be encouraged by the fact that your work in us will not be completed by us earning it. But you give us your promise that you will complete the good work that you've begun in our lives and that one day we will be present with you and you with us. Thank you for the truth of your word. Thank you for the truth and reality of the person of Jesus. Through your Holy Spirit, 
May each one of us take another step forward this morning in our relationship with you. We thank you for your kind and gentle mercy toward us in the person of Jesus. And we ask that in your name. Amen.